Hello once again, listener. I am delighted to welcome you to another episode of the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast in conversation with. My name is Hugh Thomas and I'm the Deputy Editor. In today's episode, we're discussing a retrospective study from the Netherlands that explores how the risk of metachronous colorectal cancer differs after extensive or partial colectomy and according to the presence of high or low-risk Lynch syndrome pathogenic variants. Joining me today to talk about the paper is Dr. Sarah Moon, co-first author on the study. Dr. Moon is a gastroenterology and hepatology resident and a PhD candidate at the Erasmus University Medical Center in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. The other co-first author on the paper is Ellis Aikenboot, a PhD candidate from the Erasmus University Medical Center Departments of Gastroenterology and Hepatology and Clinical Genetics, who is unable to join us today. Dr. Moon, thank you very much for joining us today and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Hello. So I thought we could start things off uh, and take it back to fundamentals a little bit. Uh, and if you could just explain for us then, what is Lynch syndrome? How common is it? And what's the risk of cancer that having a Lynch risk variant entails? Um, yeah, Lynch syndrome is uh, the most common hereditary form of colorectal cancer. It accounts for around 2 to 4% of all colorectal cancers. And it is caused by a pathogenic uh, variant in one of the DNA mismatch repair genes, uh, which are MLH1, MSH2 or 6, uh, PMS2 or EPCAM. And um, the colorectal cancer risk is highly dependent on which of these genes is involved. Uh, MLH1 and MSH2 uh, mutations lead to a higher risk to develop colorectal cancer. Um, their lifetime risk at 70 years is around 34 to 48%. Uh, and carriers of MSH6 and PMS2 mutations also have an increased risk for colorectal cancer, uh, but for them it is a lot lower. Uh, their lifetime risk at 70 years is around 10 to 22%. And so what do current guidelines suggest about how we approach managing primary colorectal cancer and then the subsequent surveillance in people with Lynch syndrome, given the quite marked variance in um, in the risk variance that those uh, those entail, and and linked into that, you know, we're thinking about obviously we're here to discuss your current study. What were the big knowledge gaps around those areas before you began your work? Um, yeah, first of all, uh, surveillance colonoscopy is very important for the prevention of colorectal cancer in Lynch syndrome. Um, but when colorectal cancer occurs. The risk of a second colorectal cancer, we call it metachronous colorectal cancer, is also highly dependent on the extent of surgical treatment. And current guidelines for Lynch syndrome carriers with colorectal cancer suggest that the decision to perform a partial colectomy or more extensive surgery uh, should balance the risk of uh, metachronous colorectal cancer, uh, but also the functional consequences of surgery the patient's age and the patient's wishes. Um, so to make a correct decision, um, it is very important to be able to estimate the metachronous colorectal cancer risk for your individual patients. Uh, and right now, this estimation is very difficult to make based on the literature that is available. Um, previous research has shown that extensive surgery is associated with a lower risk of metachronous colorectal cancer. So this would justify the use of extensive surgery in Lynch syndrome carriers when this outweighs the other factors. But 
um, when we look at the literature that investigates the metoprolol colorectal cancer risk after different types of surgery, uh, we see that low numbers are included um, and they do not distinguish between the different genes that are involved. And as I said before, uh, MSH6 and PMS2 pathogenic variants are associated with a lower colorectal cancer risk. So it would be very logical that their risk of metachronous colorectal cancer is lower as well. Um, and if that is the case, uh, partial colectomy could be a sufficient treatment option for them. Um, but the scarce literature that did look into the different variants um, so far they included low numbers of low-risk carriers. So we don't know the answer to this for sure. And that is why we wanted to assess uh, the risk of metachronous colorectal cancer after different types of surgery according to the pathogenic variant that was involved. Wonderful. And so clearly there are a lot of uh, different variables and levels of variables that are going on there that need to be considered. How did you set about designing your study to explore the effect of uh, the different surgery types by different Lynch variants? Yeah, for this uh, study, we used two national databases. The first database was STUT. Uh, this is a prospective database of patients with hereditary tumors from the Netherlands. And the second database was PALGA, uh, which is a national prospective registry of pathology reports uh, that are conducted in the Netherlands. And uh, first, patients with a proven Lynch syndrome were identified from suit, uh, then linked to Palha to identify all carriers with a history of colorectal cancer. Uh, and from this sample, we retrieved data on demographics, uh, the variants that were involved, colorectal cancers, surgery types and mortality, uh, and also from the surveillance colonoscopies. And um, pathogenic variant, uh, we divided it in high risk or low risk. And high risk included the MLH1 and MSH2 uh, and EPCOM. And low risk included uh, MSH6 and PMS2 variants. And the extent of surgery was also divided in partial colectomy and extensive surgery, uh, where extensive surgery included uh, subtotal and total colectomy. And then for our main analysis, Cox regression tied to event analysis was performed, where we assessed the risk of metachronous colorectal cancer in four subgroups based on high or low uh, pathogenic variant and the extent of surgery, partial or extensive. And um, yeah, obviously the metachronous colorectal cancer risk will be highest in high-risk carriers undergoing partial colectomy. So even when considering other factors uh, for high-risk carriers, uh, extensive colectomy is more often performed. And uh, this results in a risk of metachronous colorectal cancer that is, of course, inherent to the underlying disease, but is also deemed acceptable. Uh, so for that reason, we used a group of high-risk carriers with extensive surgery as the reference group to compare the other groups to. Wonderful. I, mean, I think you touched on it a little bit there, but obviously a lot of aspects around getting the analysis spot on and then doing these uh, sensitivity analyses and, and considering the sources of bias and that. What were the uh, kind of the key aspects that you were focusing on to ensure that your analyses were going to be as robust as possible? We added several confounders to our model, such as sex, uh, age at time of primary colorectal cancer, uh, but also the stage of the primary uh, cancer and the time period in which the primary colorectal cancer was diagnosed. Uh, but we also included performance of surveillance colonoscopy as a 
co-founder because this is very important for colorectal cancer prevention. And uh, besides the addition of these co-founders in the main analysis, uh, we censored patients at time of death because then they were no longer at risk to develop uh, metrochronous colorectal cancer. Uh, but to assess the potential bias that was created from censoring these patients at time of death, we also performed a competing risk analysis where we considered that a competing risk. And another thing uh, we did to make the data as robust as possible is that we also performed a sensitivity analysis in those carriers with primary colorectal cancer diagnosis in the more modern years to look at the possible effect of improvements in surveillance colonoscopies and treatment. Wonderful. So with that all said, uh, moving on to the results, what did the character, what were the characteristics of the cohort that you, that you ended up generating? What did they look like? Um, yeah, first from the STUT database, we identified 1908 confirmed Lynch syndrome carriers. We then linked to Palga and uh, 532 carriers with a history of one or more colorectal cancers remained. Uh, five of these carriers were excluded because the type of surgery was unknown. So this resulted in uh, 527 carriers in our sample. Um, the mean age was 49 years and 52% was male. And the involved uh, pathogenic variant was high risk in 69% and low risk in 31%. Um, in 80%, a partial colectomy was performed. And the medium follow-up, starting from the time of the primary colorectal cancer diagnosis, until assembly of the data was 17 years. And in terms then of how the uh, the risk of metachronous cancer by Lynch syndrome variant and, uh, and by the colectomy extent, what did you find there? Yeah, the metachronous colorectal cancer occurred in 23% of the Lynch carriers in our sample. Um, when looking at the high-risk carriers, Partial colectomy resulted in a higher risk of metachronous colorectal cancer uh, when compared to extensive surgery. So this could justify extensive colectomy in high-risk carriers when this outweighs other factors. Um, but for low-risk carriers with partial colectomy, we saw that the risk was actually comparable to high-risk carriers with extensive surgery. So this suggests that partial colectomy might be a sufficient treatment for them for low-risk carriers. Um, on top of that, um, our secondary analysis showed that the performance of surveillance colonoscopy was associated with a lower risk of metachronous colorectal cancer. Uh, so this highlights the importance of surveillance in Lynch syndrome carriers. And it was also shown that when primary colorectal cancer was diagnosed before the year 2000, this significantly increased the risk. So. For this reason, we performed a sensitivity analysis for those carriers uh, with a colorectal cancer diagnosis in the more modern times. So with a diagnosis in or after the year 2000. And the results from these sensitivity analysis still suggested that uh, partial colectomy is a sufficient treatment for low-risk carriers. But now it was also seen that within the high-risk group, there was also no difference in the risk uh, after partial versus uh, extensive colectomy. So it could be that improvements over time in surveillance colonoscopies and colorectal cancer treatment might have made partial colectomy a sufficient treatment for high-risk carriers as well. And so what do you think then are the implications of these findings for how 
we uh, approach management decisions uh, with with uh, both from a healthcare provider perspective and from a patient perspective. Um, yeah, our our study supplies the data that is needed to correctly interpret the risk of uh, metachronous colorectal cancer for different variants in Lynch syndrome. And this is very important for clinicians in deciding the best surgical treatment option for their individual patients. And also, uh, the patients can be better informed about their risk uh, of metachronous colorectal cancer. And on top of that, I think the most important finding is that our results suggest that partial colectomy is a sufficient treatment for low-risk carriers, and uh, maybe even for high-risk carriers in the more recent years. So if partial colectomy can be even more uh, performed in the uh, case of colorectal cancer for Lynch syndrome patients, um, we know that this results in better functional outcomes. So this is a huge benefit for our patients. Excellent. And what then do you think in terms of future work, where do you plan to take this work next and uh, what can we expect coming up on the horizon? First of all, of course, I think these results should be confirmed in a prospective setting. Uh, and when this is done, I think uh, additional data should then be incorporated, such as the um, quality of the surveillance colonoscopies, um, but also the new adjuvants and adjuvant therapies that are given besides surgery. Um, and when the results are then confirmed in a prospective uh, setting, I still think deciding the best treatment uh, should be a personalized decision, but maybe the guidelines can be changed to be a bit more explicit in leaning uh, to more towards partial colectomy than extensive surgery in certain uh, niche carriers. Well, Damoon, thank you once again for taking the time to talk us through that paper and give us all of your insights on that work. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You can read the paper on metachronous colorectal cancer risk according to Lynch syndrome variant and colectomy extent online now at thelancet.com. Thank you again to Dr. Moon and thank you for listening to this episode of the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With wherever you usually get your podcasts. <laughs>